0: Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast. I'm Sally. I'm Linda. I'm Ming, and we're moving along. Hey everyone, welcome back to our thirty seventh episode. Um, today we're bringing Camilla here to talk about um, like exciting topic of long distance relationship slash dating during coronavirus quarantine situation um so a little introduction to camilla i was the first to know camilla i think because we were co-workers in the same like residence hall in college i was a ca and she was an ra and she would keep me company during my late night shifts and like talk to me which was nice so we would stay awake and then we've been friends ever since sophomore year but camilla do you want to talk about um what you're doing now and like your major in college sure um so
1: My name is Camilla. I majored in family science with a minor in human development and quantitative methodology. So right now, after college, I moved to Tyson's Corner, Virginia, and am now working at Hollister at Tyson's Corner Center as the assistant manager.
0: Okay, then we'll get more into our episode after a weekly
2: recap. But first off, let's start with... Ming, how was your week? <laughs> my week has actually been more eventful than normal, I would say. Mostly because, like Linda says, I bought my first, like, big girl, big adult purchase um, with, oh. you know, the paycheck I'm getting, uh, which is this <laughs> computer that I'm using to record right now. It's I just got it last night, so I'm still, like, trying to set things up. Um, but yeah, it's really nice to have a new computer after five years. Um And uh, yeah, that's been something new in my life. Um, Something else is that I started taking Chinese classes once a week. So that's where I also just came from (laughs) right before this recording. So new things in my life to like spice things up. Um, I feel like I've gotten really comfortable like being at home and just going to work that any new thing is like so exciting now. Um, (laughs) So yeah, that's my status update. How's your Chinese class? Um, So I just had the second one today and it's pretty good um it's through the adoptee group so everyone there are adoptees so it's like really like everyone can empathize with each other um it is really mm-hmm. basic like even I feel like I'm in in a good place with the class because I don't know just being around you guys I've picked up on some things so we're like starting basic basic oh, like you're showing them off no no, no, no. <laughs> I'm not showing them <laughs> off but like so Um, your dominance (laughs) no like when he calls on people i like yeah i'm I'm not too nervous i guess um but like we're starting with tones Mm. and stuff like that so but yeah i'm excited Mm. and Mm. it's like something to add to my schedule so
3: who's the teacher like a professional or
2: so the teacher i guess he has he's like a a private tutor for other people so he has that experience and he got his degree in um Chinese language Mandarin language so I guess he has like the book knowledge I guess but I don't know what he does full-time <laughs> he's just part of the group and like offered to teach people and a lot of people signed up so mm-hmm.
0: is it a big class sorry it's a big class
2: yeah it's well not really it's In my class, I think it's 12 people, which is a lot for a Zoom class, Mm -hmm. I've realized, because it took us a while to get through today's lesson, um, because he, like, quizzes everyone. Um, So Mm -hmm. that's not that big. Then he has, like, different classes each night. So he's teaching, like, different levels. He's teaching up to, like, level three. And then he'll, like, switch to level one, and then he'll have, like, multiple classes of level one, level two, and level three. So I don't know how he's doing it, but yeah.
0: That's cool that he volunteered to do this.
2: Yeah. People even, like, offered my, to pay him, class... and he said no. Wow. So... That's so nice. I would take it. Yeah. Might as well, right? Mm-hmm. What about you guys? Back in
0: the day when I... <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Back in the day when I took Chinese class, like, my, my class was, like, super tiny. There were only, like, one or two people in my grade, and we had to combine classes to have, like, five people per class. And we paid for it.
2: Wow. But then, that's how so, you get that one-on-one so time. Very different.
0: Yeah, I guess. But a lot of people dropped out because it was so hard. Uh mm. yeah. Okay, moving on to Linda. How was your week?
3: Um okay, similar to Ming, I'm learning Taiwanese, but in like our small peer group, our like renegade Tasso as <laughs> I tell Ming. But it's just like a few of us. And we're just teaching it to each other and we're listening to this podcast called Bite Size. Taiwanese mm. so none of us really know what we're doing but we're trying to is learn this a, group a little through bit k- TASA? Mm-mm. so this is another like organizing group of like Asian Americans around DC and a few of us mm. are like Taiwanese so we kind of got together to talk about it and we're gonna watch like Taiwanese movies and stuff together it's like TASSA but like times 2. 100 M. intensity because <laughs> it's actually like all about like Taiwanese stuff um like culture so that's pretty cool yeah yeah because Tasa was mostly more like social mm-hmm. gatherings and things like that mm-hmm. but this were like going in so that's been fun and we had that weekly and like Ming said it's nice to add it to my schedule and okay I'm not gonna talk about work this time <laughs> so yesterday I went out with my friend who's leaving soon so I wanted to see her before she left and we went to the arboretum, and we got so lost because I was driving, of and course. we were going back and forth the one intersection for forever. And oh it's because I got gas, and then when I came out, I got so turned around because there was an Exxon at the one corner, and that's where we went. But there was another Exxon, an identical one, <laughs> right right across the street in the next corner, so I could not tell left from right from anywhere. So. We, like, got there in the end, and then we ended up getting there so late that we got locked in, and we had to wait for the security <laughs> guy to come and, like, let us out, and he was, like, giving us such an attitude about it, but there were, like, other people with us who also got locked out, so we were just, like, hanging out there together. It was so nice to be in public, um, and it was, like, a rush, <laughs> but that was the most exciting part of my week yesterday. Getting locked in. Wow. Being around people, <laughs> being in public. Yeah, being outside.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, next up, Camilla, how was your week?
1: <clears throat> so since I work in retail, I am nearly always working during the weekends and then have like two days off during the week. So yesterday, um, I got off early and was actually able to hang out with some friends. I We went to get hot pot since it's getting colder Ooh. now. And it's been, like, months since I've gotten hot pot, since it's corona time. And also, like, I used to work at a hot pot place. So it- it's definitely been a really long time. Um, I actually started teaching my boyfriend wow. Chinese wow. because Common he took, theme. like, four years. <laughs> yeah, because he he's half. Um, he knows, like, the very basic, but I I was always telling him, like, our children know Chinese, so you can't be the only one in the family <laughs> that, like, won't know Chinese in the future. So we're starting that. And then um, we cook, like, every other night. So it's, like, fun to just, like, browse online to see different recipes um, that we can make, especially because, like, fresh out of college, both of us have a lot to learn. So a lot of, like, failures and successes. So it's it's really fun to, like doing things mm. together. And then since I just moved to Virginia, there's a lot of things I need to switch over, like my license, my car, tag, title, registration. So a lot going on mm. this week. Big
3: adult things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Sounds stressful.
0: Yeah, it's, it's kind of stressful. Yeah. Sally? Okay, I guess it's my turn. Um, this week has been um, a lot of like driving Um, stresses I guess so over the weekend I went (laughs) hiking over the weekend I went hiking with my friends in Virginia went to the Great Falls but the Virginia part and for some reason all of us didn't know that we had to pay $20 per (laughs) car to like go inside so we all ended up paying $20 we all came separately first of all we all paid $20 and Like, we just felt so scammed because we were, like, driving into the entrance and, like, the first sign was, like, $20 per car. And I thought I saw wrong, but then I rolled up to the entry gate and the guy was, like, $20. (laughs) So, yeah, I paid in cash. But then my friend was, like, I paid in cars, so I'm going to dispute the charges. Oh. Anyways. Did you get um, your money's worth? And then. um, Hiking? Okay. Not really. (laughs) Well, kind of. Okay, we, we hiked for like three hours, but really half of it, or like most of it, we were just like hiking a little bit, and then sitting, and then hiking, and like sitting down. Because we were with two couples, and mm-hmm. these couples, these damn couples, <laughs> were like, let's sit down at these scenic places and like chat with each other, while me and this other single friend were like, these damn couples. <laughs> Running up the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was.
1: Great Falls is a really nice place, mm-hmm. though. Yeah, it
0: was really nice, and I saw some people climbing off the cliffs, mm. like where the river is. There was a cliff next to it, and some people were doing like actual rock climbing there too.
1: Yeah, there's a, actually a lot of rock climbing um, sites, and there's something called Mountain Project. So all the rock climbers like would just be on the website and then go to Great Falls and climb. Oh, it's wow. pretty cool.
0: Like a climbing club. <laughs> maybe you should join
2: uh, i'm going climbing but yeah, game, after. But... <laughs> sorry
0: wow okay keep going keep going <laughs> okay but after our hike um we got korean barbecue <gasps> also my first time in like year years i think korean i think the last time i went to korean barbecue was like ming's birthday last year or two years ago that was two Ooh, years ago whenever that was. that was two yeah i feel like that was the last time wow yeah that was fun and then okay my other parking i mean my other driving incident was i got i got pulled over um monday (gasps) night so i was going into the lab to split my cells and i was like just trying to get out of there because it was already 9 p.m and i didn't like when it's late there's no parking spaces left near my apartment so i wanted to get back and then okay i was not speeding but apparently i didn't completely stop at a stop sign (laughs) on the base as you do and then (laughs) they caught me a police officer like um pulled me over they pulled you over for that And at first i didn't yeah okay at first i didn't know they were like trying to pull me over okay i was like i wasn't sure so they were coming up behind me with their lights on but no no siren so i was like slowing down and then like i stopped and then i like waited probably 30 seconds it wasn't too long but i waited and the guy didn't come out of the car, so I was like, maybe he's not pulling me over. So I like kept going, and then I like, just t- made a turn. <laughs> he thought you were running he away. He kept following me. Oh my <laughs> he god, kept following me. So then I stopped again, and then I like just sat in my car for like five minutes. I'm like, is this guy pulling me over or what? Because he just stayed in his car. So then I got in my car and like tried to walk towards him. He was like, ma'am. Oh no, stay in the car, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Sally. And then I was because I just sat in the car and like waited and then he was like i'm writing you or i'm giving a warning just a verbal warning for rolling over a stop sign or whatever but yeah it wasn't that bad because i didn't i thought i would have to pay some fine or something i've never gotten pulled over before but it was just a verbal warning and i don't i don't know if it leaves a record on my driving life like driving driving record i don't think you get points off but they note it yeah i don't think it's points but oh my god
1: no verbal wording doesn't really mean anything even like a paper warning doesn't really mean much i've gotten
3: (laughs) so they were
0: chasing you down
3: just for a verbal warning
1: yeah
0: okay and it was so annoying because most of the time it took the whole thing took like 20 to 25 minutes and most of the time i was just sitting in my car and he was like doing some paperwork for hours and i was just sitting there like can i go but he finally just, like, ended up giving me a piece of paper and was like, okay, you're good to go. The fact the that you got so out of your car. Waste my time. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was just so confused because usually they get out of your car and, like, tell you what you yeah. did wrong. But he just sat in his car.
2: <sighs> I feel like I would pee my so, pants if I got pulled over.
0: I actually was really calm. I was surprised at myself. But then I couldn't find my insurance paper. <laughs> like, I couldn't find the updated one because I have, like, all the insurance things in like a little in my glove box and then I like pulled out a random paper he was like asking for it so I pulled out a random paper and gave it to him he was like um this is from 2017 and then I just like frantically searched like all the (laughs) pockets um in the thing and I finally found it but I just like I was just like I should probably know where my mom puts this stuff
3: that's stressful
0: I don't even know what it like looks like it's just a very, very small piece of paper, like a business card.
2: <sighs> okay. Yeah,
0: that's how my week went. Well, it sounds like we all had very Full of action, exciting weeks.
3: <laughs> so as Sally mentioned before, today we're going to be ta- talking about relationships or dating during quarantine or during long distance, just like dating from people at different stages or through some kind of distance. I think we'll be able to get some different perspectives like for me it was um, someone who was graduated I was still in college or for Ming it's a long distance relationship so we're going to try to get into our experiences and learning moments today. So to start off we have our special guest Camilla who has a unique experience of moving in during COVID. Did you want to start off with how that went? How you feel about moving in during quarantine
1: sure so um, I actually moved in with my boyfriend to his college house with his housemates after school basically shut down since I was a resident assistant um, and my parents live far in another state so we were actually quarantined together for six months and then during that time period I was looking for a job but we pretty much knew like we were going to move in together so we found a place um near his job in tyson's corner virginia and then it was a pretty like natural um process we found a place we found roommates and then we moved in together like about two and a half months ago
0: i think did anything changed. oh sorry <laughs> keep going Okay, did anything change while you moved in with your boyfriend? Like, now that you're living t- 24-7, like, living together all the time? I guess, from the start of quarantine? Um, I would say, yes, things
1: definitely changed. But in a good way, because when we were quarantined together for six months, um, we were actually with each other 24 7 but now that since my job is an in-person job i leave for nine hours a day when i work so that Mm that gives us space to for him to do things that he wants whether it's like he recently got a new electronic skateboard so he just like skates around tyson's um or he like goes rock climbing or when i come back from work and we'll just like have our separate spaces so the fact that, like, I do have an in-person job, I don't have to see him 24-7 a day, that, like, gives us our individual spaces to do whatever we want to do.
2: Mm -hmm. Mink? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I was just gonna say that I feel like moving in is typically seen in, like, I don't know, our society as, like, such a big thing or, like, something that you have a talk about or, like, moving in together kind of like it's a big step in your relationship typically and so based off of what you said you you said it was more it seemed like more out of almost necessity as in you needed a place to stay because of school shutting down but did you feel like moving in that you were rushing it because of this necessity or like you would have wanted to move in anyway so it kind of just worked out like how did you feel about that and did you ever have to talk to your boyfriend and be like Okay, so I guess, you know, we're progressing. Like, I don't know. So um, my relationship
1: is definitely, like, pretty unique in the sense of, like, the second week of my relationship, I uh, very bluntly asked him, like, do you see us getting married? Mm. Um, which kind of set the stage up for everything else. Because in the past, I've had, like, failed relationships where I just... They brought out the worst side of me and that put me like in a bad mental place. So with him, I didn't like really want to waste any more time because I want to like focus on other things and not really like waste time on men. So it was like from the get go, we knew that we're dating to get married. We're dating to have a family together. Um, Moving in was pretty much like a like I'm a very straightforward person, so I'm not going to like wait till the last minute to realize like he doesn't want kids. He doesn't want to move in or a marriage. That's just like wasting both of our times. So moving in was always like on the books, like somewhere down the line. But we were just not sure like when is a good time to do that. And even before quarantine, we actually decided to move to Tyson's already. Um, As cheesy as it sounds like we see each other as, like, an extension of each other, so we don't really want to go a day without seeing each other.
2: Oh, <laughs> And I think that makes um. sense now that you've, like, explained from the get-go you were, like, pretty serious on, and I think that's almost refreshing. Like, when you hear about other college relationships, like, just in general, it's, like, all about hookup up culture, just, like, you know, trying things out, but, like, to hear a more serious, grounded relationship is kind of... or nice nice to hear actually and so it's like definitely a a new perspective i guess um i guess another question i have is like do we collectively know of any other people who have moved in together at our age or like because of quarantine have decided to live together because i'm trying to think i feel like camilla you might be the only person i know
0: I think I know a couple that also moved together. Okay. But it's mainly, well, also because of the boyfriend. Um, He was supposed to move to California for his job. But since, I think similar as your situation being, but like because the boyfriend can't go to California and now they're, (laughs) well, now they're living together. So,
1: okay. Um, I think I have like one friend who just decided to like move in with her boyfriend because of Corona since it's online classes
2: anyways. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that makes a lot of sense I feel like we've all had to like make really fast you know changes to our plans or it accelerates our plans in ways we don't expect like okay this is not to to you know call out anyone out but I heard something recently where like COVID and going through quarantine almost like accelerates the relationship to where it was going to end up so either moving in together or like I don't know breaking up or you know it like this time period is so weird because time goes by slowly but also like really quickly and we've had to make these decisions. I don't know, something.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that does make sense because either you're together yeah. 24-7 or like you are you can't see each other for quarantine reasons. So it's like both extremes can happen. Yeah. So it's kind mm-hmm. of hard to, for like other stages, like how are you going to get to the talking stage? Like how are you going to get to the next stage when there's no like, catalyst for that, because mm-hmm. everything's so like stagnant. So I really like hearing Camilla's story of just you know getting things going and like having things moving. So did you feel like you guys got closer over the course of moving in and like picking a place together and you know decorating it and all of that stuff? Because I have like a romanticized image
2: <laughs> of no process. Be domestic,
3: right?
1: <laughs> um, I guess like nothing really changed because i've always wanted to move in with well i mean we both wanted to move in with each other it was more so like are we actually ready to give up our personal space to like cohabitate Mm -hmm. together so Mm -hmm. i would say moving in like it really like heightened our um responsibilities because during quarantine you know we didn't really have much to do so I would do all the chores like we we lived in a big house of seven people everyone was quarantined together for six months and I would do his portion of the chores essentially because I was just bored I like wanted something to do so like doing chores was an interesting part of my day Um, but now I actually like do have a 40-hour week job that's when like it sometimes would bother me when I come back to like a sink full of dirty dishes, pots. So that aspect changed. But other than that, like I don't really know like if our also it might sound cheesy, but um, I think even though it's been like over a year and a half, I fall more and more with, in love with him every day and just like seeing him when I go to sleep or seeing him when I wake up. That feeling like definitely makes our our hearts grow closer to each other or our love for each other grow stronger. Um, decorating, actually, we were actually talking about it today, um, how our walls are kind of bare right now because um, part of moving in is accommodating each other. And if it was me, my room would be like light blue, but I can't really do that since it's both of us. So we decided to get um, those wall arts. So, like, three 30 by 30 of just, like, Manhattan skyline. So, like, something neutral.
3: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. I hope His he's listening.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can really see how Ming's comments um, plays out and, like, how you, your relationship, like, you grew in your emotions for him during your time in quarantine. Well, I think for me and Linda, like... <laughs> like not being quarantined with her significant other made us it was kind of like out of sight out of mind kind of thing (laughs) where like we didn't have that like we felt less and less emotion because we weren't seeing them every day and like it was just hard to connect emotionally when you're not together
3: Mm -hmm. yeah and also going from college to like your parents house was like a huge transition that kind of made me like feel a lot younger like going back I felt like I was still I was like back in high school mm, or something mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. as opposed to college where I was you know doing whatever and had that degree of like organizing my own life and to be like thrown back into this environment it was Impressive. like a huge change <laughs> like sometimes I would be like just completely neutral emotionally because there was no like stimuli going on
2: mm-hmm. hmm. I think yeah what you were talking about of like living at home and it i've said this like several times it just feels like you're regressing almost back to like pre-college days and so it's almost like being at home it's like harder to take your relationship seriously because i don't know about you guys but for me i like i kind of i don't know what you call that but associate people in places like, together, so mm-hmm. college yeah. life and college people are so distant to me at this moment that, like, because my relationship started in college, it's, like, it's hard to bring it into the life you have now, especially if you're not seeing each other in person, so I can only imagine if, like, that versus Camilla, you get to be independent, and, like, you're not regressing, you're actually, like, progressing <laughs> moving forward, and so it's almost like you're able to, like, get even deeper into a relationship, which is, different for us because we're like oh we're back in high school <laughs> like boyfriendless okay but I mean being, you, like, like, you maintained a your
3: your connection
2: you're neutral which I, I'm gonna talk on this later but I really think it's due to being being able to have that long distance experience beforehand I think that like helped so much mm-hmm. um so maybe you guys if you had that long distance experience like not just on patronizing or anything but maybe it would have like helped a little bit or like normalize this distance, I don't know. No yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that was like also like something (laughs) I
1: had to decide. Like whether if I wanted to like go back to my parents or Mm -hmm. um like are we ready to move in together? But ultimately like like you guys said, I didn't want to like go back under my parents' roof, so I just wanted to make my life the most normal that it can be despite everything going on in the world which is why we made the move to move in together because the other the other day we are actually talking about it if it wasn't for me he would probably still be living with his parents Mm. despite the rent and all the costs associated with adulting um he would make the same decision again every time
2: well i feel like every time you talk about your relationship camilla it's like like uh little hearts it's like our ideal <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah
1: my friends used to say every time i talk about my relationship and my boyfriend i had i just like naturally like have a smile on my face i thought that was the honeymoon phase but i also realized that for some people like me honeymoon phase never goes away
2: hmm. that's, that's that's a good point. thing i think okay yeah, you you said that you've had like this really great experience, and the only thing being the responsibility of chores a little bit in like that transition time. Is there anything else in terms of like cons, like of living together, or living together quickly, that sort of thing? Um, only being able to ser- see a certain number of people. Like, is there anything that has been a little bit challenging? I just I just want to know, just for my own. Um, well, uh... I
0: know you. You used to live with him even during college, right? like you move all your stuff, so away maybe from that his experience house, so it was kind of like wasn't that yeah much so different.
1: I would definitely say like my relationship <laughs> is very unique in a sense like I needed like somebody to be there for me, and then he filled that position so even like before Corona or anything, um I had a lot of stuff at his place anyways, like I had mm-hmm. my own desk and chair and like a little like section to put my clothes so I essentially had my own place but I also like owned like a quarter of his place (laughs) but to answer your question being um other than chores no I I don't know it's it's just so weird to like think that um but I just (laughs) love living with him and everything else about him
2: yeah, that's fine. I just wanted to know, you know, pick your brain a little bit for, you know, maybe future thoughts or plans. But maybe going back to like, trying to stir the pot. No. Trying to stir the pot. <laughs> Already stirred the pot too much. Okay, back to like Sally and Linda, your experience of, like, not seeing each o- each other's par- or not seeing your partners at all, really, during like the height of COVID. I would say obviously COVID is still happening and quarantining is happening, but like, like in the thick of it. Like, you guys weren't seeing your partners at all, and you hadn't—you've done some distance. Maybe we can start talking about that, too, but how do you think that influenced—I don't know how it ended up.
0: <laughs> um, I think for me, so, like, the distance that I've experienced during college was, like, I was living at home for— Some of my junior year and then, like, all of my senior year. And then my boyfriend was living in the dorms. So, I would have to drive onto campus um, to see him. And, like, we would have to, like, kind of arrange our schedules to... our align our schedules to when we can meet outside of classes. And um, I would sleep over on the weekends sometimes. But it was, like, hard because I also had to split my time with, like, when I wanted to spend my friends. Mm. So... Honestly, living at home while in college it's kind of hard to, like, keep a social life and, like, and date at the same time. But, um, yeah, anyways, um, I think during that time, it wasn't that bad because when we saw each other, it was kind of, like, a special, like, it was special and it was, like, a treat. And then we, we, we could go on dates on, like, the weekends. But then when we went into quarantine, like, there was, like, nothing to look forward to in our relationship, I guess. Like, we started watching some shows together. Like, we watched extracurricular together. But then, also because he was working at the time, and I was just, I think, in class. Or, like, later on, I was just waiting to start work, so I, was like, didn't have anything to do. So, he, would like, would want to sleep early so he could get up for work early. So, he wouldn't want to watch extracurricular <laughs> some nights. And, like, and I was just, like, I wanted something to entertain myself, so it was like hard to keep that like excitement in the relationship i think mm-hmm. and then because we were in different parts of life like where he was working and i was at home and then eventually when i started working too we were both like busy with our own work life it was like kind of hard to like back then we had the same major we can talk about like things from our classes and stuff and like our mutual friends Um, but now it was like hard to relate to each other because we're kind of doing different things at work and it's just like a different work environment for both of us so Mm -hmm. i think on that end, it was like hard to keep like i felt like we were running out of things to say to each other besides like how was your week oh how was your day at work like, I felt like every time we we're calling, we we're just talking about that. And I didn't know, like, what else to talk to him about. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a, so that
2: was kind of where I got stuck. That's a something that I've been thinking of lately, I guess, is all relationships are based off of, you know, having something in common. You Like, you had to meet them somewhere in common to, like, meet them at all. But it's, like, it's so hard to draw the line between, like, being with that person or even in a friendship, being friends with someone because of circumstance and, like, not convenience, but, like, you happen to be in the same class or in the same school versus, Mm -hmm, like, like, actually, yeah, actually having, I don't know, like, a deeper connection or whatever, but, like, (laughs) it's so hard to distinguish, like, am I dating this person just because it's, like, convenient and easy or because, I don't know, because you can like someone and even love someone, but it's, like, when it becomes inconvenient or, like, harder, you know, not that much to talk about that's similar, like, (laughs) what do you talk about? So, I can see how that is, like, and I feel that in, like, even in my friendships, like, some friends have started to, like, you know, just passively, like, gone by just because it was more, I don't know, it was just more convenient in college. Mm
0: -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. also
2: the fact that we graduated
0: college and we're not in, like, we're not on college campus anymore, Yeah, kind of, it's like a natural progression that a lot of people fall out of your life if you don't, like, need to talk to them or like, if they're not really that important as, like, a friend even, then, like, they naturally just, you just grow distant from people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like how
3: Ming brought up friendships and things like that because you have to be so intentional in your relationships now that everything's virtual. Like, back then when I was in my relationship and it was during coronavirus and not during coronavirus it was like during the quarantine period when we were still together it was hard to find things to talk about so we would like Sally like try to find experiences we could have together like watching a show or something mm-hmm. you just have to like really plan things to look forward to and like plan the conversation like sometimes I'll like think in my mind like let me not text them so I can have something to talk no, about we- on like our call <laughs> yeah later yeah. And even right now, like, with my coworkers, workers um, like, I have to send a message and, like, try to reach out to be friends. And it's, it's not easy, like, before just having that, I guess, face-to-face thing and people can see you. So I can see why help. Like, that would definitely take a toll.
0: Mm-hmm. Linda, do you want to talk about how you and your significant other, like, were dating while well in different stages of life? Like, graduating yeah. versus in school?
3: So I think similar to Sally, we were doing different things. So they graduated a year before me and I was still in college and the life of a college student versus the life of a college grad is so different. Like in college you would talk about your classes, um, like what's going on in campus, um, your plans after graduation, but like Sally so, if you're living on campus versus if you're living somewhere else like, you can't just like pop over in the middle of the night or like whenever like everything has to be super planned i think that's how the proximity really like intensifies college relationships because they're so accessible like if you feel like sad or something they can really be there for you like physically like present and it's so easy for them to just Mm -hmm. come over but if they're like far away you have to be like oh can i call you like this is happening you have to really communicate so much more so that was definitely like challenging and just different um yeah that's kind of similar to sally but also not
0: Mm -hmm. i feel like you had to put in so much effort to like keep your relationship alive or like to see your significant other in person while you were dating them and they were graduating because you didn't have a car first of all and like you Like, it was not a walkable distance, so you had to get someone... You had to, like, Uber to their place. Or Or I would go home with William. Oh, my gosh. Poor William. Like, it was... I just, like, just thinking about what you did that year, which just makes me so stressed.
3: Okay, I was so lucky that William lived, like, two minutes away from them, because it was, Mm -hmm. like, going home... Okay, but that was the nice part, though, getting to chat with William in the car (laughs) at night. The highlight. (laughs) The highlight, I guess. Or the highlight of convenience. But also, Mm -hmm. during, like quarantine and stuff like that like I was responsible for you know the health of my family and the health of people around me so I was like taking it more seriously and like you know saying no when they were like oh can we just hang out and blah blah um so I think that's like I felt kind of like cold-hearted like setting (laughs) those boundaries but you know it was like what made sense
2: yeah Mm -hmm. and I think like hearing I don't know your two stories versus Camilla's story I feel like again COVID has in a way like really accelerated things but almost to like you have to really be on the same page right now like if you're not like seeing eye to eye in any way of the relationship then that's when something could you know like Linda's um expectations of like distancing versus her partners her ex-partners like differed a little bit I guess you would say maybe and that was enough um, but, like, Camilla being eye-to-eye and, like, ready to move in. Like, I feel like that is really ex- exaggerated, I guess, during quarantine of, like, that communication. Everyone's is, like, communication is key, but it really is when it's, like, hard to communicate. And also there's really big choices to make. Um, something else that I was yeah. thinking of of when Sally was talking about, like, keeping it alive. And something I struggled with, um, like, being long distance and during COVID is the idea of, like, friendship versus, like, relationship, romantic relationship. and Because I have mm-hmm. so many close, like, good friends, sometimes when I was with Stefan, it was almost like, yeah, you're a friend. <laughs> you're, like, you're a really close <laughs> pal. Because, I mean, I guess we can all admit that, like, the physicalness, physical aspect of being in a romantic relationship is something that, like, elo- not elevates, is something that makes it different from, like, a friendship. So when that's gone, it's like, yeah, we have a deeper connection somewhat, but I also have a really deep connection with you guys. So like if I already talk to you guys at the daily or weekly podcast, like I have to think of something to talk to like my other really good friend, but also boyfriend, you know, it's like balancing that friendship aspect, but in a different way. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, and you only have so many stories because you just, like, rotate them throughout, like, the different people who, like, need to know.
0: (laughs) Just tell the same story for different people.
2: Sometimes I forget, like, who I've told and then he'll interrupt me halfway and be like, you already told me that.
0: (laughs) But yeah, what you said about, like, being in different... Like, being in quarantine really helps us, like, evaluate where we are with our relationship and where we see each other in the future. Like, that really i think that really resonated with me and like i I think linda too for our relationships was like we wanted different things from our partners for me i really like wasn't my partner was always asking me like during quarantine he kept asking me like can we will we like get married he wanted like the affirmation that our future would still be there and i know like before quarantine we were kind of joking about it so i would say yes but like (sighs) Being in quarantine really made me like reevaluate and be like, "Can I actually be married? Like, this is like, can I really make it a reality?" And like, I told him, like, honestly, I don't know for sure. Like, like after quarantine, I don't know what. Like, even after like this postdoc position, I don't know where I'm gonna end up. Like, I don't know what I'm gonna be doing. So, hopefully, grad school. But I don't know. Mm -hmm. So, like, I feel like I'm not in a stage where I can promise what kind of future I'll have, like, especially like I can't like promise someone to marry them when like I myself haven't gotten my life figured it out. You know, mm-hmm. that's very interesting to hear from you because
1: um, before I found my job, because I wanted to be in the event planning field and the pandemic really impacted that. I have no clue mm-hmm. when events like larger scale events are coming back. The only constant I had in my life was I know whatever I do, wherever I go, I will be with him. Mm. so it's like very Mm -hmm. interesting to Mm -hmm. hear from you like the Mm -hmm. opposite
3: Mm -hmm. like a source of stability versus like a stress ball or something
0: (laughs) that's true wow that's that's what true love does to you
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's a really good um i don't know camilla that i don't know now i'm thinking (laughs) because yeah the way that it's so different for different couples or different relationships in the same, well, similar situation, that's, yeah, I guess it really does reflect on the relationship as a whole. Mm -hmm. Linda, what were you going to say? Um, oh, I guess, Ming, you
3: you alluded before of having, like, developed skills from a (laughs) long-distance relationship, so circling back, how do you (laughs) think (laughs) that would apply to... You know, communicating over the COVID distance, like, did it seem like not bad compared to like, well, first, talk about alone? your
0: experience. Yeah. Talk about your long distance experience and how you got, how did you get used to like dating long distance? Cause I, I could re- never,
3: I would like to know.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> Just taking notes. Basically, if you don't know the history, is that sometimes Stefan and I joke that we've actually, I think this actually might be factually correct, that we've been dating distantly more than we've been dating together. Because we've done a lot of long distance, relatively. Um, when we first started dating, we had, like, a whole school year together. But then for the summer, he went to San Francisco to um, intern for the entire summer. So that was our first experience of long distance. And then immediately after that, like, I saw him for a day, maybe. And then he went abroad to study abroad in Scotland for the entire semester. Um so that was the distance. And then we came back and we had, we were like, wow, we have senior year together, finally a whole year. And then <laughs> look where we are now, like slightly more, just dis- slightly <laughs> mm-hmm. distanced um, now because of COVID. So it's been several months leading up to COVID where we have been um long in a long distance relationship. And I feel like it's not even like skills per se, but it-, it really is having that um transparency or being on the same page of like, I remember... Okay, I don't... I'm sure he's fine with me telling this. But, okay. One of the nights <laughs> where he came back, like, he took a break from um, Edinburgh. Because when we first started dating, he went to California. We were all like, okay, this is a new relationship. Like, whatever. Like, you do you. I'll do me. And, but, you know, we'll figure it out when you get back. And then I've, I realized, like, when he gets back, it's going to be, like, a whole nother year. So when he came back right before... I you... Sorry. When he came... I
0: you... Before... Yeah. Before when he was like when you were like preparing for him to come back the one day you, you were telling us that like I'm gonna break up with him. Yeah. or okay. Something like
2: that. Right? So um, <laughs> when he came back right like in between California and Scotland, we had like one night together. And we didn't sleep that night because I was crying the whole night being like, I want to break up. Like, I I don't think I can do another semester. And then like looking into the future, future, like we all knew he was going to end up in California full time after graduating. So I was like, is this relationship worth it? Because there's a lot of fish in the sea and like, we've only gotten to know each other over a few semesters. So like, am I willing to like stick through this long distance for like the foreseeable future? And I was just you know it's just kind of like everything they tell you about you know you gotta like pick yourself and like value yourself <laughs> it was kind of that mentality so yeah that entire night we like i cried he talked and we kind of hashed things out where it was like okay i'm going to scotland you already knew that so like let's let's see what happens basically and that's kind of like a common theme in our relationship at that point it was like let's just see what happens Um, and then eventually it got to the point where I realized like, even if he was long distance, if he ever came back and we had already broken up, like it would hurt me, like pain me too much to like see him and be on campus together, but not be dating. So that was kind of my like, Mm. okay, I'm not ready to break up with him yet because I still want him when he comes back. (laughs) But so I feel like having that conversation early on really set up the, the precedent of being like, okay, we're willing to do long distance and we're okay with that. Um, and then in terms of, like, actual, actual items or whatever, it's really, like, yeah, finding those, scheduling is hard, but you have to, like, I found that scheduling actually does help me and like, having things to look forward to, even if it's literally just, okay, like, a call on the calendar, like, we're gonna call this day, it's something to look forward to that's almost like a date, um, so that helped a little bit. I don't know, honestly, I feel like... Still? Yeah. Did you still talk to each other, like, every day while you were long distancing? I think that's a good point, too. Like, by talking, do you mean, like, video or phone call or, like, text?
0: Like, any communication, I guess. Okay.
2: Yeah, Stefan and I are pretty good texters. I think... You guys mm-hmm. might know this on my end, like I respond pretty quickly and I like to text. I find that's a really good way for me to communicate and he's thankfully like the same way. So for texting, we would text pretty much all day. Um, the only times we wouldn't is like when we would be working or whatever and so we would understand that. But um, in terms of like actual calling and video chatting, like we did that maybe once, twice a week, maybe like texting mm-hmm. was way more of an easier form of communication and we we actually, like, kind of agreed that, like, oh, we won't have this expectation to text each other because, you know, we're, we'll are we be busy. And, you know, with texting, you can wait hours and hours and never have to text back. But we always ended up texting each other, so. Uh,
0: I think that's where I fell short because <laughs> I'm a terrible texter and I, like, leave people on read, sometimes by accident. But, like, I'm really bad at holding conversations over text and prefer... Like actual in person conversations or I guess
3: yeah. phone calls, but Sally, I feel like that's where I also fall short. because I remember <laughs> when you guys were thought I was like huffing and puffing over text because I would write like K, yes. not KKK, wait, I mean, like OK <laughs> OKK, and I'll be like, I was like trying to be cute, but obviously it didn't come across that way. But I just like text whatever, like sometimes I don't think about like how I sound mm. over text, so mm-hmm. I think that's definitely like a s- useful skill to have over distance and like having compatible love languages yeah. I think because words of affirmation is something that I struggle with but it's something that um like my ex and other people like to hear a lot so I had to like force myself to do it but then I was like I don't <laughs> oh my want to gosh, force yeah. myself like
0: either okay when they're like why don't you say I love me back I love you back and I was like but now that you're telling me to say I love you now I feel like I'm being forced to say Ooh. it so like I feel like I don't mean it if I'm being forced to say it yeah i don't know it doesn't come naturally
2: wait do you guys know your love languages did you and your partner ever like talk about them
1: so i made my boyfriend take the quiz (laughs) with me like our second week of dating just because like i mean i'm a family science major so that's essentially like I i took a whole class on it um it's very important to either like basically to be on the same page like so that your partner knows what, how you want to receive love, mm. and you can like try your best to provide that love.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What are can your you... love languages? Yeah. Oh, mine is, um, um, what is it? Quality time.
2: Okay. And Just what about mine. him? Mm-hmm.
1: His is also quality time. Wow. Like mm. our first two is the same. Compatible. So quality time and, um, words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where like another listeners? part. Do you, you want to go like. through? Oh. Go ahead. Oh, uh, sure. So the five love languages, um, it's words of affirmation, physical touch, gift giving, acts of service, and I forgot the last one.
2: Quality time? Did I say think it? you said five.
1: Did I say
0: five?
1: Quality time, words of affirmation, physical touch, gift giving, and acts of service. Uh, Acts of service. Yeah, I guess I said five. Mm-hmm. So this, I guess, relationship scientist, like, back in the days, I think his name's Gottman. He came up with these five lo- languages, and he wrote a book about it. Um, so for the listeners, you can just like Google search five love languages, it'll pop up a quiz and then you and your significant other can take it. It's pretty short, like I want to say 20 questions and then you can both find out your love languages. It also changes over time. So it's definitely good to Mm. like take the quiz every so Mm -hmm. often or like every new relationship that you get into because they might change over time.
3: That's Mm -hmm. interesting. I didn't know that. and things like that too.
0: Mm. Yeah, I didn't know either. So what about... I feel like I can kind of tell... Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I feel like I can kind of tell what my love languages are through... Like, I think I took the quiz a long time ago when I was doing the big little pairing, but like I don't remember. It. But I can kind of tell what I like more and what my like partner liked more, and I don't think I matched it up. Well, that's
2: what I was going to ask you. Like, <laughs> or like, I don't think... Yeah. What is your love language, Sally? I
0: think I like acts of service. Okay, wait are love languages what you like to receive or what you lo- like to give receive or are they both receive okay <laughs> well i think it's the same like i like to give and receive acts of service and i really like quality time too so i think that would be my top two hmm. mm-hmm. linda what about you guys um i also like what sally said acts of
3: service and quality time i also like physical touch i feel like that's also mm-hmm. always like weird mm-hmm. to say but yeah. it does make me feel closer to other people mm-hmm. but if you
1: think about a physical touch isn't necessary like like that intimacy of like between couples it's not just like sexually but also like just giving each other a hug when you're having mm-hmm. a bad time or when you're like excited and you give each other a hug or just like simply like a pat on the back like a back rub like it, it, it might feel a little weird, like, saying physical touch is your love language, but it's, like, a lot of people say words of affirmation. Those are just words, but for some people, actions means a lot more than words. Mm-hmm. So if you, like, basically give a, another person either it's a hug, like, even a handshake or anything, the other person can feel your warmth. So, yeah. like, you feel, mm-hmm. like, more comforted.
3: Wow, mm, love Sometimes I, I just hold their hand and then I hope for the best because I don't know what to say.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. I love getting back massages. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just letting guys
2: know. Uh. Okay. Shall we? okay, Ming, what is your uh, love language? So I'm the opposite of Linda. I absolutely don't like physical touch and I think that might have helped me get through long distance and the fact that I don't really like crave it that much. Uh, I forget his, actually. Like I don't really remember his, but I know for me... Um, yeah, acts of service was pretty high. Um, I don't really need words of affirmation. Um, uh, I think yeah, acts of service and quality time, of course, and something that people don't really like to say, and I felt shameful about it, but I, you know, I'm gonna say it. I like gifts, okay, <laughs> because it's not even for me. Like the physical, like the physical gift is really nice, but this is also something that I've talked with Stefan about, just to like put it on the table. But the thought. Gifts as in, yeah, the thought behind it. Like, I really love also giving gifts that really match someone's, like, what they want or what they need in their life. Mm. And so when someone does that to me, I feel like I'm really understood. Like, if you give me a gift that I can actually use or I've been really wanting without me having to tell you, it's like, oh, you know me. So, yeah, I feel like even if your partner doesn't necessarily match your love language, it's like understanding it and, like, acknowledging it. So I feel like sometimes, Sally, when you say, okay, I can say this because he's your ex now, but sometimes when your ex would be like, tell me you love me (laughs) or like, tell me you want to marry me. I'm like, okay, in my mind, I would be like, but you already know that I don't really like to do that or that's not how I express my love. I express my love in other ways. And so I would feel like my Mm -hmm. partner would need to understand that and be like, cool, let me understand her love from a different way.
0: So I feel like even if you're not on
2: the same, you need to be again on the same page with it. So yeah. mm-hmm. maybe we
0: weren't very like maybe we should have done the love language test together so I could Set tell them down like Camilla. that it wasn't my it's not my love language. But I thought I think deep down or not deep down in my head I thought that like they would understand that I loved them through my actions. But I guess they needed the verbal affirmation into in order to get the full picture.
3: Mm-hmm. I feel also like that brings like... it. Sorry, go ahead. Um. Oh, it's through like distance. I feel like love language, the hierarchy might change. Like for mm-hmm. Ming, you said that like, physical touch wasn't that important. So maybe that helped, like, some yeah. type of like not feeling neglected or like you don't feel like you're like missing something. But maybe like gift giving is like super important in terms of like distance because you can send some like a physical mm-hmm. like token of your affection. And that feels really nice because, oh, Sally, I have your thing. And yeah. then Ming, <laughs> I'm, I'm wearing your earrings. <laughs> so well, it's nice just to have that. Like, that thing with you, whereas, like, for affirmations, like, I'm, like, typing a text, and then, like, deleting it, and then typing it, mm-hmm. and then deleting it, and, like, agonizing over it, so maybe, like, you can, like, grow to, you know, practice it more, um, I don't know how, like, fluid it is if you value something more, if you, like, don't like it, you know, great. Camilla, what are you gonna say?
1: Uh, I guess two things for Ming, um, no shame in saying you <laughs> like receiving gifts, because, it's, like you said, it's, like, the effort and everything behind it. Like, I also did, like, a summer of long distance with my boyfriend where he interned in Delaware and I interned in Pennsylvania. And mm-hmm. during that period, like, I made, you know, those, like, jar, like, 365 reasons why oh, I love God. you. Uh-huh.
0: So for I that got t- one of those from my ex. <laughs> yeah, for that time
1: apart, like, every day I just told him, like, you don't see me, but you can feel my presence there with you throughout the day so like that definitely helps and gift doesn't mean it's like it needs to be like like a gucci wallet mm. or something Sally. it's just something that oh, shows hey. <laughs> something that like you you sense their presence through their gifts yeah and then mm-hmm. on the note of like communication um everyone says like communication is so important whether it's like relationship or friendship but i feel like although everyone acknowledges how important communication is, not everyone can, like, be as communicative as they think they are or they would like to. Like, even for me, I firmly believe communication is so important in, like, every relationship, romantically or friendship, so I would try my best to be upfront right away with whoever it is. Um, If they don't like how blunt I am, then you don't have to be friends with me. Uh, like, essentially, we don't have to waste time in relationship or friendships if we're not the same type of people. So my boyfriend, mm-hmm. he, he's a terrible texter. Like, I remember on his birth week, um, when we first started <laughs> dating, I would buy him, like some sort of food every day and then one time i was like in the rain looking for him calling him he didn't answer i got so mad and then i just sat him down and i'm like i don't care what you are to other people as your girlfriend i need you to respond to me because otherwise like i can't reach you how is our relationship going to go forward if i can't even talk to you Hmm. so with that conversation he got a lot better and because like he was in delaware and i was in pennsylvania one summer Um, he hates texting he hates phone calls he hates anything except in-person communications which we had to have another conversation because although I understand how he hates those things he needs to accommodate to me just like I need to accommodate to him so it's really like is that person worth you changing yourself for Mm -hmm. and like changing yourself but at the same time not losing yourself to the relationship Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that's like something that I've constantly learned throughout my relationship but also recently I've also like found the mindset of even though I really really want to marry him to be okay that if something does happen in the future to be okay with myself not falling in my own fantasy to marry him Mm -hmm. but also just like Marry him because I 200% want to marry him, if mm. that makes sense.
3: mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Sense. Also, I feel like I can't understand a dynamic if you, like, you're planning to marry each other already, but you're not to the degree of a proposal. Like, what do you do during that, like, time frame? You know, like, are you acting as though you're, like, engaged, kind of? Or, like, I can't even, like, think about it. So for
1: us, um, I'm such an annoying girlfriend i asked him like (laughs) when are you gonna marry me like once a month um so honestly like for us we're like essentially like 99 percent sure but only time can tell certain things like um Mm. like for me it's career like he wants to make sure that like we are seeing eye to eye with like future career aspects and just like for time to tell like if there is anything we don't want to miss anything because when we do get married it's going to be for the rest of our lifetime like divorce is not an option um so we just want to be like 120% sure so yes we love each other like very much and like i know like we basically know we'll marry each other but it's like that small chance that like if something doesn't work out so we need to like spend the time to, i kind of know that and then also like <laughs> um the financial aspect the wedding's very expensive so we need to save up for that
2: hmm. <laughs> yeah that's very- makes sense makes sense good points i i want to circle back to circle back to the the question you brought up i guess of like is this relationship is this person worth compromising a little bit or like worth like doing extra going beyond what you would typically do for other people i think that's a really good clarifying question because i feel like a lot of times in like love or relationships it's so easy to think that you know you love them so much and you're willing to give them so much and but you also need to expect you need to have like enough i guess self-respect or whatever to like expect that from them too so if you're going to be entering into this relationship with this person then like I don't know, it's almost like a commitment to yourself, kind of, that you're going to, like, take care of yourself while being in that relationship. And it's like, is that worth the work, in a way? Like, relationships are fun, but there is so much work sometimes, especially in these, like, Mm -hmm. different circumstances. Mm -hmm, Yeah, I mean,
3: one would say that was, like, what makes it worth it um, Mm -hmm. in the end or during the process. But I think if you want to wrap up do you want to give advice from our experiences i don't know how much i can give but camilla (laughs) our bright light of relationships (laughs) do you have anything that i guess you want to impart or share um
1: i feel like i like gave uh a lot of advice like throughout but also like um i just like remember something in the very beginning of our relationship um, I was, like, he, my boyfriend is very shy. He's, like, the polar opposite of me. But he brought out, like, something I don't see in myself. So I thought, like, to in the beginning, I was, like, very kind of, like, insecure. And I'm, like, are you dating me out of convenience? Like, that piece Ming mm-hmm. brought up earlier. And then mm-hmm. <laughs> his response to me was, dating you is anything but convenient.
3: Mm-hmm. So
1: that kind of, like, in a sense, come like gave me the confirmation I needed like he's not dating me out of convenience like he's going his out of his way to do that because he wants to see like where our relationship can go so I guess like advice wise again like communication is so important like even in times where you're like oh they should know well like don't assume things in a relationship just like ask and then just like I feel like the most important thing about a relationship is can that person bring the best out of you? And like basically do you can you like help each other grow? And if it's no, then you should really reevaluate. Hmm.
2: Good tips. Good tips. What about you, Sally? Me?
0: Oh I or don't Maybe lessons learned me, or <laughs>
3: you can give breakup <laughs> advice. Yeah. Oh my
0: gosh. That's true. I think what I learned was that um, like, college relationships are, like, fun and all, but after college, you really have to evaluate, like, you really have to think about what you want for yourself, and, like, what, like, do you actually see a future with this person, or if, like, you don't know where you're doing in your life, or, like, if you're not sure, or if you th- have the slightest feeling that you're not, like, totally meant for each other. At least if you're like dating to for like a long term thing, then you should probably break it up or you should confront them earlier rather than later because it's like worse to drag it out. Mm. Um, It's like better to be upfront about it. And if you can work it out, then work like confront it and work it out. But if you can't, and you think it's for the better to break up, then it's better to do it sooner rather than like drag it out and hurt their feelings for longer, I think
3: mm mm-hmm. so not being like oh we've been together this long already you might as yeah. well like stay some more that or was what i
0: was yeah that's what i like was thinking at the beginning of quarantine i was like we've already dated for what it was like two and a half years almost three at this point like what was all that time that we dated in college for if we're just gonna break up hmm. but in the long run okay kind of something that linda said really resonated with me it was like you have all these things in your life that were that have been going on since before and like even after you're dating this person so like in the larger scheme of things the time that you dated is isn't actually that long like i don't know i, I forgot what i did i, I stand new east <laughs> from be t- before we started dating and like now i still stand them. i don't know like, <laughs> like <laughs> but yeah anyways there's like things that like your life still moves on and like there's things that are continuous like we're still friends, even before and after. And, like, in the long scheme of things, you'll think back on it and it won't, it'll be, like, not as significant part, time, part of your life as you think. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay,
3: so following up on my resonating <laughs> words from before about having things that are both before and after, I guess just expanding your view of relationships between, like, the, the couple them Like, I feel like if you want to, you know have a fulfilling life or you know pay attention to social situations and things like that it's like the relationships that are not you know the nuclear family or the heterosexual couple or things like that like with each other with your neighbors with people in your community building that is so important because if you're just with one person and that's like the most important relationship in your life I feel like that just like cuts off so much potential from connecting to other people or building a community where we can give each other aid and have a genuine connection. Um, Because there's so many different, I guess, relationships in the world that have so much value. Like my oldest friends, mom and I have been texting each other, happy birthday, (laughs) Merry Christmas, (laughs) happy new year for the past like eight years or like however long I was old enough to have my phone. And that's a super (laughs) unique relationship. I have that I hold on to a lot. It's hard to find, like, in our society, like, find representations of that kind of super deep connection. So I think that also solidarity to people who are trying to date during COVID because it's not easy. There's so many, like, hardships going on. I think that's, like, a whole nother thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> you guys gave such great advice. I feel like we've touched on basically everything um I would just wrap it up I guess by what we talked about kind of earlier in the episode where this time of like not knowing the future even more so than normal um it can be used as a time of like reflection on your relationship and like what do you see coming of this um is it worth staying in it but also a reflection of yourself and like do you actually want to be in a committed relationship like right now um that sort of reflection time I don't know it's like hard because this time is so like turbulent and like unknown but it is really that makes it a really good time to like look at your priorities in life I guess and that includes dating people because the last thing you want to do is you know either drag someone along or like have unmatched expectations the entire time so setting up what like you want before dating someone or before you know continuing a relationship I think it's a really good step All right, everyone, that wraps up this week's episode, um, part two, or I guess, second episode of our dating stories. Today, we talked about long distance relationships, especially during the time of COVID and how being in quarantine can sometimes accelerate our relationships, our romantic relationships into their eventual result. Um, Of course, you know, reflect on your own relationship or on yourself if you're single. But we did give some good, I don't know, I guess advice or some of our experience that maybe you will find helpful so i hope you enjoyed it
3: check out our website at
0: movingolongpod.com where you can find all of our episodes and show notes with links and if you like this episode you can follow us on instagram and subscribe on itunes or spotify until next time Bye. bye